So, a lot of things have been happening this year. A lot of things going on. The landscape of movies, movie watching, theater going, it's, it's all changed. It's all been pretty much brought, brought back to zero, it seems like, sometimes to me. Um, movie, you know, we're sitting here in the, the latter part of 2020. Things are trying to open up, reopen. Movie theaters are trying to reopen. We've got the big summer blockbuster of Tenet. Tenet? I was about to say Tenet. <laughs> Roman Polanski's Tenet. That would be a different type of movie. Uh, sometimes I think maybe Roman feels like he wishes he could turn back time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a weird place, you know. Um, whether it's the lowest of the low budget or the, the summer block versus the highest of the high budget. Um, it, it's, it's changed. And I don't know about your town, about your city, where you're at, but in Austin, Texas, the whole movie scene is uh, completely different. I don't know what, what this place is going to look like uh, after 2020. Uh, all of the video stores have closed. Uh, the movie theaters are now draft house. The Alamo draft house shut down earlier this year, closed, and they're starting to reopen very slowly. The big, heartbreaking thing that's happened in the Austin area uh, is the the closure of our two video stores. You know, we were blessed in, in the Austin area to have two long running video. The, the video stores had had been in, bounced around multiple locations throughout the years, but these video stores had been in the Austin area for decades. I love video and Vulcan video. And uh, these two video stores, these two video chains, uh, they had multiple locations at one point. When I moved here in 2012, it was just I love video and Vulcan video. Those were the only video stores left. And between them, they had two stores each. So uh, they they had so there were, there were four essentially four video stores two video stores two locations four video stores you could go to in Austin when I moved here in 2012 2012 was you know I, Hollywood videos and the blockbuster videos they they closed a few years before so it was it was just I love video and Vulcan video and uh, over the years and since that was 2012 eight years ago give or take. Uh, and so in that time frame, both Vulcan and I love, they closed their second stores. So they just had one location and that's where we were, when we were at in 2020, at the beginning of 2020, I love video, which was really struggling. They were doing all kinds of social media campaigns, GoFundMe's and they were doing summer and they were doing like, um, Summers, and I would say summer screenings, but you know, late 2019, early 2020, they were doing outdoor screenings outside of their theater and Saturdays, Friday nights. They bring in a 16 millimeter, 35 millimeter, not 35, 16 or a video projector and project stuff on the side of their, uh, of their, of their video store, kind of an outdoor type of drive in type of thing. It's actually kind of cool. Uh, I never was able to get to, to that. To I love to Vulcan video because it was I love was much closer. I love was north. Vulcan had moved way south, way central, 
and uh, they made a real strategic error with the, their last location. They moved into this little tiny place, just right across the street from a laser tag place. And uh, <laughs> it was just difficult to get to. And so I think that can that contributed to Vulcan really struggling in the, in the last year. And they eventually closed in April. I Love Video was, uh, their one location was on airport, airport boulevard here. And, uh, they built themselves as the, as the largest video store in the world, oldest, largest video store in the world. This is, this year marks, I Love Video's 36th year, I think. Vulcan was as, about as old as I Love, you know, 30, 35, 40 year time frame, you know. Um, Vulcan, of course, had uh, that name. The Vul Vulcan is in some way related to the Vulcan Gas Company, which is this famous Austin concert space where all these famous psychedelic bands played. I think some of the people involved with the Vulcan Gas Company were involved with Vulcan Video at the beginning. I don't know how, if that lineage still carries over to, to into the into you know this year uh but um i love video uh vulcan video they, they have different cultures you know you go to a video store and you can kind of feel they have different cultures vulcan video a little more of the you know bright track fluorescent lighting um still still cool still hip still a little you know, scummy, little Austin, you know, a little dirty, a little, you know, keep it weird type of vibe. But it was full of DVDs. You know, it was modern. You could go into Isla Video, uh, Vulcan Video, and they would carry all the latest Kino Lorbers and Vinegar Syndromes and and um, Code Red and Scorpion. When they were releasing DVDs, you'd go in there and you could get, like, any Code Red, any any Scorpion DVD, they had it in their back cat. They had a really deep back catalog of DVDs and, um, they were a little more well put together social media. wise. they didn't do social media until the very, very end, but their website was really well put together, had a good search engine. I love video did not have a good, I mean, their website, they were like a Wix site for years. And they, at one point they had a search engine on the, on I love video, uh, their uh, domain is I think I love videos.com. The name of the store is actually I, I love L U V video. They have a little logo, which I think is, I think the, the logo includes a heart and it's like, but it's part of the yellow. I am cur curious. It's like still inside that. It's really so beautiful, beautiful, uh, logo. I love video logo, but I love video was way more primitive. Their website way more primitive than Vulcan video. Uh, they had a search engine at one point, but it, it like, I don't know if it was like a flat text file or something on this thing, but it would like crash the page and you like, you couldn't, it was horrible searching. And that actually hurt Isla video when earlier this year, everything tried to go to contactless and Vulcan video tried to actually, Isla video shut, shut their doors. I mean, just shut, business Vulcan video kept trying to uh, keep things going they had the great search engine so you could search for the movie you wanted call them 
rent the video over the phone and then just do a, you know, contactless pickup. Um, just, you know, drive up to the place if you could make the drive. I mean, the thing with, with I Love Video is just, it was so far if you were north located in Austin. And that's where a lot of people are moving. They're moving to the suburbs and moving north, you know. Um, it, <laughs> so many times I would go, I would, I would start, start off, start off to, uh, to Vulcan video. I was like, this is the day I'm going to visit. I love Vulcan video. And, and then I would be like, well, you know, I love video is on the way. Why don't I just go to I love video? And, and I would end up getting something I love video and going home. <laughs> or sometimes I would, I would go to, I would be on the way to Vulcan video and I go to I love video and I'm like, you know, when when you ha- when a, when a video store is so far away that you have to debate whether you want to go and you and you have something in your mind that you want to rent and you have to debate whether you want to drive there or you just want to buy the DVD that like the DVD is like twelve or fourteen bucks or fifteen bucks that with the time it takes to get there and the gas and, and remember you have to repeat that trip to return the damn thing. So the repeat trip, the round trip, the whole round trip gas, uh, the duplicate round trip, because you got to go there and come back and go there and come back. Um, that's, that really put things into focus for me, that the whole video store experience is in some way never going to come back. You know, beyond just the technology and where we're at with streaming, but it's just so... The whole video storing experience is incompatible with, I think, the way that people live today in cities. And, you know, cities are getting more and more packed in. And and then the suburbs and the smaller towns, and you know, they're, they're, not, they're not where they were. So a video store that has to be centrally located and you have to waste time to drive there, it's like... I could buy the move, the physical media, if I'm a physical media fan, you know. And also the thing is, because the video stores, they find themselves caught between the, 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 the hardcore fans of physical media who want to see a, a movie. Well, why would they just go and rent that temporarily? You know, why would they do that unless it's something, you know, out of print? And I mean, that's the thing with, with I Love Video. That's why I used I Love Video and, and, uh, and Vulcan to, to, to get, to, to get the, the out of print stuff, you know. But if you were that big a fan of physical media that you're still watching DVDs and Blu-rays and VHS, you're probably going to want to buy it. You know, the, the casual people, the, 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 the great mass well how can you get the casual people in the stores you know they're 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 they've started on they're weaned on the streaming you know so i know vulcan and i love this is purely anecdotal but from staying in these stores and wandering around there for hours and hours at a time because sometimes you know i didn't have anything better to do um <laughs> I think a lot of their rentals, what they got, uh, 
the foot traffic, the general foot traffic, the general people coming in and day after day after day renting stuff. It was people in the neighborhood who renting TVs, TV shows, you know, TV series, because you know you can have, you know, how many discs to the office? You can rent them, and then you can bring people in. And people have people keep coming back, you know. Man. So Vulcan Video closed in April, and I Love Video closed what September third, September fourth. It was like a week ago. They announced I Love Video announced, and it's like the end of an era. It's the last the last video store in Austin, and uh, I can. I can believe them when they say it's, you know, the, the world's largest video. So I, I don't, I don't know about that claim. You know, there's scarecrow video, there's other, um, archives and so forth. Probably private archives that probably have more videos. Scarecrow, I think may be the, the biggest, but I love video. I mean, when you, you know, if, if you go into pulsingcinema.com and you look at, or, Go to ilovevideo.com. Look at you know, look at my website. Look at other online websites or videos. I've done videos of the inside of of I Love. I wish I wish I could videotape the the video stores that I went to as a kid. You ever you ever wish that you're like I would like to you know I don't know about it. I, all the videos. I don't want all the videos. I don't have the room for. It, but I would just like some mementos. You know. I would have liked a little selfie. I would have liked a little picture of um, the movie gallery that I went to in 1991 or 92 or, you know, the, um, the video vendor that I went to as a little kid, uh, the um, appliance center, which rented videos in the back, the the um, the gas station, the, the Tom Thumb that I went to that had uh, where I rented uh, Alien Dead and Last House on the Left from, you know, as a little kid. <laughs> Maniac. Oh, man, there was a video. Right down the street was a video store. You could rent Basket Case and Maniac and uh, Beyond Dreams Door. Remember Beyond Dreams Door? Ooh. Is it a gas station? You know? Incredible. I mean, you can't, you can't... You couldn't get Beyond Dreams Door on a streaming service recently. Well, you probably eventually can. Maybe you can right now. I don't know. But um, I got lost in thought. <laughs> I do that sometimes. Think about video stores. I, I mean, I love video. is definitely my favorite video store of all time. And I and I. And maybe it's the combined nostalgia for all the other video stores I used to love. The video stores when I was a kid. And then uh, when I was a little older, I moved to Orlando. And I found this video store. It's like circa 99, 2000. This video called Stardust Video. A little cough. A little hip, 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 hippity hipster uh, coffee shop. It was a video store with a little coffee shop on the side of it. I think Stardust Video still exists. I don't know with the modern upheaval of businesses if it still exists, but as of a few years ago, it still existed. A few years ago, 10 years ago. <laughs> last time I visited, last time I visited it was about 10 years ago, actually. Almost exactly. It was about 2010. 
and it was it had changed to Stardust Coffee. So it was a coffee shop now with the videos, but uh, just uh, as a kind of a afterthought. But man, Stardust Video is great, and I Love Video reminds me of Stardust Video, and uh, it it Stardust has I Love Video two stories had 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 the bottom upper with um, movies by director, gigantic comedy section, gigantic television section, cult movies on the bottom, uh, something weird video section, gigantic voluminous sections devoted to horror and sci-fi. I can't can't believe I'm starting to think about and refer to I Love Video in the past tense like it doesn't exist, like it doesn't exist anymore. It's a shuttered, dark building right now with all those tapes, all that stuff in there. It had The place had such a warm feel. There was such a warmth when I, when I walked inside. You know, you can go inside video stores and like Vulcan Video, the cold lighting and everything. This was, I Love Video was lit so tastefully in these pools of light. Like the best video stores are, a little bit scummy, a little bit dirty. You can't really see everything, you know, wonderful. And um, the staff, nice, nicest, nicest retail staff I think I've ever experienced. It's such an easygoing vibe, such an easy, Austin, this is old Austin vibe. You know, not the high-pressure sales tactics of modern Austin, Texas, modern Metroplexes, whatever. It's it was a taste of of old Austin. You knew when you walked in, and then you saw when you walked into the place. You saw on the left all these sign posters and pictures, and the owner with a signed "Faster Pussycat Kill Kill" poster, Russ Meyer, and all these. That's the one that that stuck out to me, and I think to many people, the "Faster Pussycat Kill Kill" poster, which had Russ Meyer's signature on it, that really knocked you, knocked you back. The the weird, every time I went in there, I'd find a weird treasure, you know, it was, I mean, I, I'm not exaggerating that every single time I went in there, I found something, something unique, something different, uh, whether it be like this adult movie droid that was like or or Huckert's the the passing, or um, obscure like shot on video movies, uh, all the wave films. Uh, you know, Wave was a company that made like um, almost like fetish tapes, so made to order tapes of people's people would send them. You know, like really weird. People would send these weird things that they wanted to happen on video, like people being eaten or something, and uh, like a fetish thing. And they would make these videos, made-to-order videos. And uh, this company that did it, W-A-V-E, I don't know what it stands for, Wave, how this line of, and then they released these videos, not these private videos, out. And this whole, you know, there's so many... 
levels of, of, of weirdness. Uh, so many movies, so many things contained in the store. It's like a piece of history. It really is, it really is unique. And, uh, something that is, um, it's a, it's a piece of history, you know, to, to lose that, that the owner wants to keep the collection together and sell it to somebody else, uh, who, who was able to, to keep the whole collection together. I mean, I, I don't know. It would take a miracle, but I'm hoping for a miracle. And, uh, I don't know what else to say, you know, and I'm proud to have my movies, uh, a couple of my movies there, um, Joel's not in there, but Force of the Vampire and uh, Frankenstein's Bloody Nightmare are uh, in the, <laughs> they're in the Louvre, they're in the collection, the video Louvre, the I Louvre uh, video. Um, I'm sure if you're a movie fan and you grew up in the 80s and 90s, you had your hometown video stores, you had your, your hometown haunts, and uh, you know, all those video stores from my childhood are all gone. They're all gone. And, of course, the, the chains are pretty much... I mean, there's no, no more I Love... I mean, there's no... Yeah, no more I Love Video, but there's no, there's no Hollywood. There's no Blockbuster. Uh, there's no movie gallery. Um, there's barely... I mean, family video, I think, is holding on a couple, couple markets... Uh, and then there's the, the retail video game sellers, the FYEs, the Bull Moose, the Vintage Stock, you know, the, well, you know, hanging by a thread, you know, who knows uh, how long they're going to stay post-2020. But um, I can't impress upon you how, how unique I Love Video was. And all video stores are unique in their own way. They have their own little personality, their own weird stock they want their weird little th i mean like again take for example this guy ron jason he was um he was in um Ray and steckler movies he was like the guy with the beard who was apparently like Ray and steckler said he was his um uh, um AC repairman and he showed up and the guy and Steckler said, Hey, you can be in movies. And he was in movies. It wasn't quite true. He wasn't like an, he was an, he was, you know, it was a guy who wanted to act, um, and be a professional actor. But again, Braden and Steckler made up this thing and he was in, and you, you saw him in the, the incredibly strange film show, Raiden and Steckler segment, Ron Jason. Well, this guy, Ron Jason, he was in all of these, weird Vegas movies. He became like a Vegas type of actor. There were, there was all of these, you know, and, and I found like a biker movie that I think he, he had written or directed or something. He had acted in it and like, it's on the shelves and it's like, where did this movie come from? You know, I never heard of like a Ron Jason shot on video, Las Vegas biker movie, <laughs> you know, and there was a DVD-R of it right there, you know, and it was like, um, okay, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, 
the the depths of the cult movies, the the rows and rows of something weird video VHS, VHS, along with all the how to print something weird um, DVDs, um, it was just a, a a special a special place, and a special. I I don't know. I gotta stop talking talking about it. <laughs> It's going to make me even even more and more sad. And I, I don't know what the people who work there are going to do. I mean, they've probably been struggling for these past number of months. Um, all great people. Toward the end, they were hiring newer people who didn't understand VHS, who didn't understand, you know, you could tell some of these people, it just they weren't quite Austin, old Austin. They were new Austin. They were the new hipster Austin. They were still fine. And the, the prices were going up. They were jacking it up by a dollar and two dollars. And you couldn't, you can't keep, because they used to do like these special dollar 50 cent VHS rentals. And that kind of ended. Uh, the VHSs were the same. But I mean, it was still, the the prices were, for what, the the experience to me, which is a nostalgic experience, and the 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 thing is, going into I Love Video was an experience unto itself because it it was just wall to wall movies, two stories, this gigantic second story with the with a with a balcony that overlooked the rows and rows of the first floor, and then you had these video monitors where they would play stuff. Toward the end, they were they were playing stuff from Netflix. <laughs> they would play like, and I'm like. Again, it was something that the young hipsters like. Let's turn on Netflix and kind of it was, it was kind of weird, like that you're you're playing the competition in the store. You know, this is a this is a this was a change from like you know the early years where you know they, they had this whole program of cut up your blockbuster card and display it. You know, hanging on the t- hanging on the wall type of thing and you, there was a an area of uh, by the register of I Love Video was full of cut up blockbuster uh, cards blockbuster membership cards and to move from that this kind of defiant you know cut your cut your card to playing the competition <laughs> to playing Netflix it was a it was a change the change of guards a change of culture I, I, that made me a little bit nervous when I saw the the, the last season of Mystery Science Theater playing on Netflix at I Love Video. I'm like, some, you know, somebody needs to tell this young staff. Somebody needs to kind of, you know, school or whatever. But, but it wasn't, you know, I, I felt there's trouble in paradise, you know. But uh, <laughs> I Love Video, man. I Love Video. It was... It was an experience. I mean, from the cut-up blockbuster cards to they had these display shelves full of movie memorabilia, movie posters, uh, vintage, uh, you know, all those die-cast cars from Mad Max and uh, the monkeys and and, uh, John Travolta paper dolls from Welcome Back, Cotter, Pee-wee's Playhouse, all the years and years of uh, home video memorabilia, the a serial mom promotional cereal box, uh, 
aliens, predators, all kinds of toys, uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger toy. I don't know. It's, there's so much to process, you know, <laughs> it was like a sensory, it was really like a sensory overload when you, when you went to that place, such a happy place. I think the place carried the vibes from the earlier versions of iterations of I Love Videos on these, these other locations where there was a pizza parlor built into the place where you could, and they had little, and the, they would cook your pizzas in this, um, oven area, this, right, this, uh, uh, this area which had like, uh, windows in it and they had little steps where little kids could go in and watch their pizza from the window being made, um, in the kitchen, in this open windowed kitchen. And, uh, it was pizza in a movie and, you know, it was good vibes, good energy when you went into there. I, I can't communicate to it how much a loss to to the whole Austin scene that uh, this this place will be. I you know, <sighs> I'm uh, fighting back. I'm trying to to fight back to, to stop. You know, I, oh trying to, to move on, but, uh, to different things here, different things I want to cover, but the, I love video, man. It's great. I could, that's all I can say. If you didn't never experience an I love video, you may have had wonderful video stores in your neck of the woods. Uh, maybe some of them as good as I love video, because there's still a lot of treasures out there. There's a lot of weird little video stores. Uh, they're still going, but the fact is that there's no, you got to drive, you know, almost an hour now to get to a, a good video store in, in the Austin area. I guess we'll have to deal with uh, what's, what remains, half-price books. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to figure it out. Something is down there. Something unspeakable. Something that once was almost human. Shockwaves. Something from beneath the living. Something to chill you to the deep. Shockwaves from Joseph Brenner, rated PG. Starring the masters of shock, Peter Cushing and John Carradine. Shockwaves. It is something else. So along with the, the loss of uh, I Love Video, uh, 2020 also brings us kind of, well, the planned... Uh, sunsetting, phasing out of uh, something weird video. Something weird video, another institution of weird cult movies, which you know, if you grew up a kid in the 90s, I'm sure you, you, you signed the age statement. Yeah, I'm 21 years of age, and you sent it to, to Mike Vraney of something weird video in, in Seattle. Uh, and uh, he sent you back a catalog of some of the strangest, craziest movies you'd never heard of. The Curious Dr. Hump, Dave Friedman, Blood Feast, uh, Mondo Movies, Echo, uh, the, the Nudie Cuties, the Doris Wishmans, the, the, uh, the, the, the Bill Griffays, the uh, Kagorn Murrays, the, uh, all, all of the, the, the classic I mean, something weird was its own type. It 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 
forged its own kind of distinct genre of vintage kitsch, which was kind of, it fit in perfectly in, in the uh, 90s, in the tiki culture of the 90s, of Esquival and what have you. And, and, but it, it kept, but a lot of that stuff didn't, didn't pass, must have, in 1998, a lot of that stuff, the exp- expiration date was up, you know. But I Love Video kept going. They uh, they they moved from from VHS into into DVD and in the late '90s, of course, Real Wild Cinema with Sandra Bernhard and the USA Network. That's you know I, I had enough money to buy the catalog, but not enough money to buy the tapes really. And um, Real Wild Cinema was the first taste of that. And uh, something weird video has chugged chugged along for for a couple of decades after that after the nineties uh, of course its founder Mike Verney died in two thousand and fourteen so he's been dead about six years the The company's been run by uh his uh, creative partner and wife Lisa Petrucci for all those years past his his death and uh in in January of 2020, Lisa on her Facebook page, the Something Weird Video Fan Club Facebook page announced that 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 uh, the company is slowly kind of going to uh, change. That uh, the, the as of now, SomethingWeird.com sells uh, downloads and uh, videos uh, on the site. Um, that's the DVDRs they sell on the site kind of going to go away. The licensing deals with image entertainment and what is it? R L J entertainment, uh, are going to expire in December. So, uh, if you're, if you want to, to order something for something weird video, um, now is kind of the time to do it, you know? But things are happening. I mean, uh, just recently, uh, the Bill, uh, a box set of films from Florida filmmaker Bill Griffey was announced by Arrow, and uh, death, you know, Sting of Death and uh, Death Curse of Tartu and the Psychedelic Priest. All these classic something weird video VHS and DVD releases uh, are being released slowly by Arrow Video and. And uh, vinegar syndrome and uh, agfa and slowly but surely these things are kind of coming coming out in Blu-ray and things will be re-released. Things will happen. Um, the DVDRs is from something weird. Directly are going to end at the end of 2020. They, apparently the, the whole staff and the supply of DVDRs apparently it's becoming a problem and and. Uh, Lisa wants to move something weird video into into book publishing of creating books about film books. So the releasing of movies is kind of going to go away and uh, be handled by other companies now who are going to handle uh, the uh, they've shipped off the all the Dave Friedman movies to other companies who are going to release them on Blu-ray in high definition and and that's that that makes me feel good that the whole that the the something weird is going to live on through through other companies. I've been, you know, uh, 
always interested about with the you know I've bought recently a lot of something weird stuff the violent ears and the Agfa released uh, the monstrosity uh, edition that was a fun uh, GoFundMe Kickstarter thing and now it's you can buy um, the atomic brain slash monstrosity a nice beautifully remastered edition. And uh, I'm really excited about the Bill Griffey collection because I love Florida movies. I love that. Oh, oh, and speaking of uh, Florida movies and something weird, video Hershogorn Lewis, the Hershogorn Lewis collection is being released, re-released in a regular edition. There was a limited. There have been two so far editions of Arrow who released this uh, collected. Uh, collection of Herschel Gorn Lewis films. It was, was it 17 films. I have it sitting on a shelf across from me. Uh, they released a shock and awe version, which was limited, limited, had a lot of uh, uh, little gimmicks and things in it. And then they released a different version called the Herschel Gorn Lewis Feast, which is just. just gigantic almost laser disc size book of 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 blu-rays and dvds and uh, that's been kind of out of print a little bit expensive for a while and it was very cheap for a while you get the uk version of it for like 60 bucks 70 bucks and i mean it was like three or four bucks a movie it was such a incredible bargain um but uh but now they're going to release, I think, maybe a smaller, like, DVD box size version. It is, it is unwieldy. It sits nicely on a, the Herschel Gordon Lewis Feast box set that I have. sits nicely on a shelf next to my Laserdiscs. But um, it, it looks like a Laserdisc box set. But it is a little bit unwieldy. Uh, so that's coming out in uh, another edition. It, it could fit right next to the Bill Griffey box set. But uh, I'm really happy that's coming out, too. We saw somebody murdered. Some sort of ritual across the river. A girl got stabbed. Two men witness an unspeakable evil and get trapped in an unbelievable nightmare. <laughs> 20th Century Fox presents Race with the Devil, starring Peter Fonda and Warren Oates. They're trying to screw with our brains, so what are we going to do about it? There was nowhere they could hide. They've seen us. There was no one they could trust. Did anybody hear anything? Didn't anybody see anything? There was nothing they could do but run and fight and race with the devil. When you race with the devil... You'd better be faster than hell. Peter Fonda and Warren Oates in Race with the Devil. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. One thing that's been exciting to me, uh, you talk about something to uh, to live for. To uh, <laughs> that's, that sounds a little serious, but something to uh, get excited about on Saturday nights. Uh, El Rey Network. El Rey Network is Robert Rodriguez's uh, network, uh, and this cable network has been for the past couple months 
showing Santo movies, El Santo or Samson or The Saint or whatever you want to call it, Mexican wrestling movies. Not just El Santo movies, actually, because they've been playing uh, Lorena Velasquez's uh, She-Wolves of the Ring. They play Lorena Velasquez's She-Wolves of the Ring, Revenge of the Crying Woman, which is an El Santo movie. Um, and uh, Panther Woman, which is a Rene Cardona Mexican wrestling movie. And then... Uh, Santo versus Frankenstein's daughter, um, Santo versus Riders of Terror. There's a whole group, and then they're going to really do Batwoman. These movies are in HD, and uh, they're, they're kind of these the the same versions of these Mexican wrestling movies that are, that are on streaming. Uh, they're kind of available in a few different places. What makes the El Rey version so interesting well number one El Rey is pr pretty much uncut they've actually showed uh, they showed the um, uh, that that uh, Dracula movie that was ju they just found a few years ago Vampiro e Sexo the uh, Frankenstein Dracula's Castle Sento and Dracula's Castle or something like that you know the the one that had like it was there was there was a Mexican black and white version, but then they made an export color nudie version. They found it and restored it. And it was on Mexican television a few years ago, and it's found its way into other channels where people have been watching it. But um, they they premiered that the full uncut version on El Rey. But all of these movies, that one included. They've been doing new English dubs of all of these movies. Because these movies were like, you know, the, the dubs that they did back in the 60s and 70s are like K. Gordon Murray, like in, done in Miami, you know, by some, you know, radio guy. So they're, you know, the, the, the dub, the Mexican movies of the 60s and 70s, those K. Gordon Murray dubs, you know, like The Crying Woman and The, the Witch's Mirror and, the Samson films, the Santo films, they, you know, they had a very specific kind of uh, sound to them. And it is a little bit jarring because the new dubs, they've uh, obviously done a lot of new work, sound work. The dubs are authentic. They have authentic uh, character accents, authentic pronunciations of the Spanish names. Though I don't think in the though I think the originals were pretty authentic for the pronunciations as well, but uh, I have to go back and and listen to them a little bit. Um, but I'm not the hugest fan of of uh, Mexican wrestling films, but I I do have to say there is something just completely wacky about watching these mass Mexican wrestler you know wrestle and then he's being chased by Dracula in a graveyard or he's he's wrestling frankenstein's monster and, or or you know i mean there's something so it's it is just the perfect movie to watch in the middle of a saturday night under the influence of something whether it be fatigue or other substances you know <laughs> it's it's the perfect it's the perfect late night movie for a saturday night mexican wrestling movies and uh, these new dubs, I, you know, 
I guess a lot of these films have never had an English dub before. This this is new stuff, and I don't I don't know if these are gonna if the if these dubs are gonna show up anywhere else. If they're exclusive to the L Ray Network, it's something that is. I don't hear anybody talking about the whole Mexican wrestling movies that El Rey are, are premiering every Saturday. They're premiering a new movie. It's they're they're showing two of them. So the first one's from nine to eleven, and from eleven to one, they're showing the previous week's movie. And and it's just blowing my mind every weekend. It's like oh my god, it's like a treasure <laughs> of 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 weird. El Santo and these movies are in HD. They're showing the HD versions, which you know they're on Spanish language video on demand. They're on Amazon. They're you know they're not super rare. But what is unique are these new English dubs, which are. Uh, I, I think if they tried to do a vintage sounding dub, it would have you know it would have sounded like Fire Sign Theater. It would have sounded jokey. It would have sounded stupid. So I, I think the new dubs are um, the new English dubs. You know, if you've got, if you're not a purist, if you like the, and I think these films work fine in dubbed versions because it's just it's they're absurd movies. You know, there's watching Santo battle the, you know, Martians or werewolves or you know the uh, vampires, uh, uh, you know, aliens. You know, it's it's you know. There's something so absurdist to it that you know, uh, nothing wrong with it with an English dub of it, in my opinion. Uh, I've watched. I I don't know if they're going to show. I I really found myself enjoying uh, Santo versus Dracula's daughter. I thought that was good. I thought the the nudie cutie Santo the the vampiric sex. So I'd wa- I watched that years ago in a dub version. I think the new version which. You know, and as I said, El Rey after nine o'clock, El Rey plays everything uncut. I think some of these films are slightly cut for time, very, very, very slightly, but uh, like maybe a thirty seconds to a couple minutes. But um, and then the they've done stuff. They've created new and opening and end credits sometimes with English uh, end credits and opening credits and done little things like that. Um, Sometimes they have the original credits. It's it's a kind of a mixed bag, you know. And then it's got these all right bugs on the, in the lower right. They've got the you know little jumping things, you know, advertising other shit. It's a little ridiculous. But if you can get past all of the TV stuff, this this is something to watch. It remind it it brings me back to the to the <laughs> nostalgic era of uh, staying up late night. Saturday night and watching uh, Incredibly Strange Film Show, which is where I first learned about El Santo and Steckler and Gordon Lewis and everybody, H.E. Lewis and uh, Fred Olin Ray and Doris Wishman and Choi Hark and uh, Brian Usna and Stuart Gordon and and all the rest. Um, there's There needs to be something weird to watch on Saturday nights, you know. And, uh, you know, TCM Underground is good. TCM Underground is good, but it's a little too respectable sometimes. They try to get a little bit too high and mighty. Good old TCM Underground. A little too many, uh, you know. You know, if, if I turn on at 2 a.m. and I see a Henry Jaglum film or something, I'm like, uh, I'd rather go watch uh, Samson versus the Vampire Women. That's a good one. That's a, oof. 
wish they'd play that one. And there's a dub of that available. So I don't think they've shown a movie so far that had an actual English dub. You know, I'd, I'd love to watch the last couple of movies that Santo made in like the 80s, early 80s. The, the movies with um, Kung Fu killers, killer, expert killers, whatever that what is. Ah, see, I'm not a, not a huge Santo aficionado, but it's just such wildness. You have to give yourself over. I mean, whether you like it or not, it's it's there. It exists. You can't you can't uh, ignore it. You cannot ignore the world of El Santo, this world of Mexican wrestling superhero comic book movies, which are like '60s Batman. You know. Adam West Batman, but only if Batman was a Mexican wrestler and he wore a mask and never ever took it off. And <laughs> and they're also releasing, Kino Lorber is releasing a couple of Santo movies on Blu-ray uh, next year, apparently. They've been doing some Santo restorations. I don't know about the whole right situation with, with the Santo movies. I think there have been people in Mexico doing restorations of Santo movies. Uh, and just kind of doing them kind of almost renegade, kind of doing them on, on their own, on their own dime, on their own time, and, and trying to get these out to companies and showing them in certain you know, small repertory screenings. Um, and that's and I think that's also happening with people who own the TV rights, because I think that's how El Rey got them, because these movies are you know part of... Uh, Mexican film program packages, as I said, they're they're on Amazon, they're on all these video on demand. But they don't, but they're on these places, but they don't have the English dub that El Rey has done. So they're, it's it, you may not like it, you may not, you might think, oh, I want to watch the, I want to watch the subtitled version, and that's fine. Those are, and you could rent the subtitled version. But if you have El Rey, and El Rey is a little bit of a treasure. I mean, you know, where else can you can you turn on the TV and you? They'll, they'll play, they're playing um, uh, Fulci's uh, New York Ripper. They play New York Ripper, uncut, man. <laughs> you know, that was incredible. Don't Torture a Duckling, they played that. And then they'll, they'll have Duel, you know, Steven Spielberg's Duel, and all kinds of just incredible stuff. Um, but if you can catch it, if, if you can catch El Santo anyway, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, the, the Santo movies are, are crazy, wild. And it's wonderful to see somebody somewhere trying to get that wildness back out. You have only one life to live, or do you? Suppose you knew who you had been in a previous life, where you had lived, whom you had loved, how you had died. Ah! The Reincarnation of Peter Proud. The best-selling novel is now an electrifying motion picture starring Michael Saracen and Jennifer O'Neill. Who are you, Peter Proud? If I tried to explain, you'd probably think I was insane. The Reincarnation of Peter Proud. The story of a man's obsessive search for a prior existence. You are a one-man revelation, a living miracle. Of all the people in the world, Sam, why me? The reincarnation of Peter Proud will give you second thoughts about a second life. The reincarnation of Peter Proud, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Speaking of home video releases, um, well, that's quite a segue. <laughs> um, 
speaking of Blu-rays specifically, my uh, my films, I've just uh, been working pretty hard on doing Blu-ray versions of all of the movies that I currently have rights to that 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 I made uh, all my feature films. So uh, Frank says Bloody Nightmare and uh, Scars of Youth and Synthetic Man and Joel, my last movie. They're all going to show up pretty soon at jrhfilms.com. You can buy all my movies at uh, at jrhfilms.com. And the Blu-rays are coming soon. I've got I've I have um, kind of putting everything together. Uh, I I put together a really nice Blu-ray of Frankenstein's Bloody Nightmare that has a new HD version of Frankenstein's Bloody Nightmare that is uh is really really surprised me how good it looked and how good the whole package came together so they should be up there and available <laughs> uh at some point i will uh announce announce when they're available uh on the on jrhfilms.com so if you want to buy the current dvds you can you can buy them on there they're still you know available. You can watch my movie Joel on Amazon Prime. And uh, I guess that's about it for for this week. I thank you for watching. I thank you for hanging in there. Uh, watch a few movies. Have some fun. Uh, learn a new thing. I think that's uh, all that we can hope for. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed my... <laughs> my little ramblings, my little musings, and uh, have a great day.